Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. Welcome, Brewer fans, to the Brew Crew Review uh, Podcast. Hello, West Alice. I hope you're still classy out there. Um, Vince, Scott, and Craig, myself, are with you tonight. And we've got baseball coming up in less is, than a month. Is Chad on the uh, is Chad on the show yet? Is he on tonight? Um, he said he's not going to be able to make it, but he said that he is um, going to be uh, researching uh, and drinking heavily. I didn't know if the heavily part was just drinking or if it was researching heavily also, but I'm I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt here. But uh, more important than Chad um, and whatever heck he's doing is the fact that the uh, word is, I'm sure he's been more productive than the MLB owners and the players union who did not come to agreement after months of negotiations. Um, Instead, uh, Commissioner Rob Manfred had to impose, uh, based off the March agreement that the two sides had, impose a 60-game season, and the players will get their prorated salaries for that. Um, some of the other details are there will be an, a DH for the first time ever in the NL this year, but it won't necessarily be for 2020, which was going to be in, in their agreement if they came to one. And also, instead of – Craig, uh, Craig, I, I think it, it is going to be in for 2020. The DH is definitely happening in the National League. That's what I just said, historically 2020, not, but not 2021. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. So, and, and uh, also part of the agreement that didn't happen was the owners had wanted uh, an expanded playoffs of up to 16 teams. And that is no longer an agreement um, either, but so it's going to stay the standard 10 per league. Um, or I mean, 10, um, 10 total playoff teams, I should say 10 total playoff teams, five per league um, coming into this year. So, but with all that being, Set aside, the summer camp, as they're calling it, is now opening, or spring training 2.0, is opening for clubs in their home stadiums, in their home um, cities. Uh, this week, this great 4th of July weekend here in America, and baseball is back, so it feels great. Um, and then we'll have some actual games starting July 23rd with the season supposedly ending on Sunday, September 27th, and then the playoffs getting all wrapped up before the end of October. Hopefully – it can happen without a hitch. So I guess um, who wants to comment first? Maybe Scott. I know you're fresh back from Portland. And, um, Vince just got home from his COVID hotspot hot trip uh, throughout the U.S. And uh, so I don't know which one of you guys want to sound off on this great baseball news uh, first and what your overall thoughts are on it. Scott, why don't you start us off? Scotty, yeah, Scotty, go ahead and tell us about Portland as well. Um. All right, Portland's great. Um, if you're looking for a reason to riot in the name of social justice, that's may as well go to Portland. Uh, but you know, they have some good beer. Um, that's about all I have on Portland. But um, I did want to say before, while you were talking about, obviously you addressed us that, and the fine fans that we have in West Dallas, I did want to get a quick, quick update. Um, all of the people that are listening to us now, believe it or not, just in the last 30 days, we've had uh, people listening to us in obviously the U.S., uh, even as far away as like um, 
crazy countries like Canada, um, but also, <laughs> but also uh, the UK, Germany, Brazil, and, and not only that, but we're downloaded in like, I think 27, 28 states. Uh, and this is all just in the last like month. So I uh, really want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening and, and great job to you guys too for giving this uh, content to, I, I want to say Brewer Nation, but that's not really a thing. And since I'm talking about the whole world, I guess I'd say Brewer World. I don't know. But Brewer World kind of has well, a bad uh, um, connotation to it from some poor tweets. Well, Scott, you remember we've been on uh, Japan on Demand for a number of years, ever since Chad's interview with Hideki Matsui back in 2006. Yeah. Still one of my favorite interviews of all time. Well, yeah. Um, so, Scott, what do you think about the season now? Um, as far as the season goes, I think you guys are going to um, hate my response here, but um, I would say my definitely. enthusiasm is definitely tempered. Um, first, I, I still don't really know with obviously all the things that are out of our control that we're actually going to be able to complete a season, um, even though it's only 60 games. And I don't know. I mean, it just, to me, it's better than nothing, but um, it's like if nothing was like a zero out of 10 and like a full regular season was a 10 out of 10. And then this 60 game season with playoffs, to me, it's like a two out of 10. Like it, it moves the needle. It's nice. It's better than nothing, but I just can't get amped up over it. Like, I feel like if we win it all, it's going to be like, all right, neat. We won it all. And everyone's going to celebrate in an empty <clears throat> stadium. Well, maybe by then we'll have fans or maybe by then who knows, but. I just, I don't know. It, it feels like whoever wins it all this year, uh, there's almost going to be like kind of an asterisk by it. Like, just like, well, yeah, good job. It was like a third of a season, but nice work. Yeah, Scott, you know, uh, fair enough. Um, but I am, I'll, I will disagree with you on that. I think, I think that the country has been through a lot uh, in the last few months and still that is an ongoing um, problem, of course, you know, with, with the virus. So, you know, my thoughts are that baseball can do a lot to bring things back together uh, for the country. And even if that right now is not, you know, in a perfect situation, we're still playing in empty stadiums and we still see numbers rising in certain states. But um, I think it's at least something it's, it's hopeful, like baseball always is in the spring uh, as, as your team reports to camp. So, you know, an asterisk or not, I think that fans are still going to be paying attention, that people are still going to be um, looking at this as, as, uh, kind of a return to normalcy in certain ways. And, you know, I, I think that in terms of the day-to-day that the games are still going to be just as exciting. Um, and some might make the argument, and I'm in favor of retaining the 162-game schedule. I know that some uh, people are in favor of shortening it uh, going forward. But um, I think you could make the argument that a really short schedule like the 60 games is um, could actually be kind of exciting because every game does have that much more value in terms of the final scenario. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a weird year. We knew that as soon as uh, teams were sent home from spring training a couple of weeks before um, the scheduled opening day, we know that it's not a normal year. We know that there's probably going to be an asterisk, but um, that being said, I, I still think that it does more harm to sit out the entire year than uh, it does to play a 60 game season. And it might be kind of wild and it might be kind of fun. Who knows? We'll see what happens and let's hope we can get through it all. So where would you put it on like a one to 10 for you? Like with zero being no baseball. Right. So for me personally, you know, I, I, as you guys know, I fly home, I get excited for opening day every year. I go to, um, I try to get to as many games as possible here in Washington. I, 
love the all-star game. All those things are gone this year. And that's, that, that is all unfortunate. And um, obviously it's, it's just, it's a weird, weird year all the way around. But um, I guess if I had to rate it, you know, so it's not going to be as good as a full year would be if it had all those things and a hundred less, hundred two less games, but um, I'll still put my excitement level as like a nine, even if the season itself is, you know, maybe a, a four, you know, it's just that I think that, I, I don't think I'm alone in, in being just craving having baseball to watch again. So um, I'll put my excitement level very high. I think that we've all been waiting for this to see something uh, from the Brewers and from baseball generally for months now. Um, I don't know about you guys. Well, I think I do know about you guys, but my biological clock are, <laughs> kind of revolves around the baseball season. So it's been really weird the last few months. It's like good weather and we don't have, uh, any baseball to watch. So no, I, I'm very excited about everything. Um, I, I can't wait for the season to start. Yeah. I mean, I echo what Vince says. I mean, I don't know if my biological clock is taking like Vince's, but I'm definitely super pumped for this season. I mean, Scott, I know that there, there's <laughs> Craig, plenty you're of like people. 15 older. Craig, you're like 15 years older than the rest of us. Jeez. Yeah. And you have kids, Craig already. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you've, sowed, wanna... you've sowed all your wild oats. I have not been handling this baseball pause or whatever it's called. This, this midlife baseball pause is not coming at an opportune time. No, I mean, um, of course there's going to be health risks and, and possibilities of a shutdown or whatever, but I mean, I think they got to give it a shot. And, um, you know, um, I'd really, you know, just have Brewer baseball and even just have the luxury of listening to Bob Uecker, um call games at his age um over the brewers radio again i mean i mean that's just something uh that I, that people brewer fans in particular cherish in life and for it to be missing i mean you really you would love for it to be back so overall though um i guess it was a very frustrating process going through and following pretty much daily or even hourly sometimes like what was going on with these negotiations between the owners and the players association so it does not, it was very disheartening and really pathetic to be quite honest on both the leaders parts um, as far as Manfred and Tony Clark go and it does not portend uh, good things coming in the CBA agreement that needs to happen before the end of the 2021 season. Uh, but we shall see. Um, but I guess the, with how it turned out, it's kind of like neither side kind of lost, so to speak. And my take on it is the owner's at some point figured out that they only wanted to play a maximum of a 60 game season for it to be still be worthwhile financially for them. And they never were going to reach that number necessarily, or they somewhat got close to it at toward the end. Uh, but ultimately they didn't. So they just uh, threw out that number. I think the owners actually wanted to only do 50 games, but I think they probably settled for the 60 to avoid uh, the grievance since there was at least that many days left in the calendar to get it done. Um, so I think it was kind of yeah. a happy, happy medium and uh, it's good enough for the fans. I know some fans complain that, oh, well, this is way too short of a season. Why even play it and yada, yada. But I mean, for the true lovers of baseball, I don't think, you know, I think it'll be kind of exciting just from day one. I mean, it'll, be, it'll just be like everyone's in the playoff race, right? All at the same time when the season starts. Um, and I think it'll be really exciting. I yeah. think it'll be every single game and every single win or loss mean, you know, have that much more weight to it, so to speak. Um, so I, I, as a Brewer fan, I'm excited to, you know, have that frustration back in my life. That would be uh, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> a welcome <laughs> plus. But. Yeah. No, Craig, I, I agree. I think, you know, it's unfortunate. The one bad thing that came out of this outside of, of course, 
you know, games being canceled. But um, I think the one negative thing that came out of this is that we didn't see any of the larger issues uh, addressed that are going to come up after the likely to come up after the current uh, collective bargaining agreement expires after the 2021 season. So, I mean, if we're thinking optimistically, we could uh, hopefully look at 2021 as being a, a year that's somewhat back to normal, a full season, 162 games, but then we're still going to have some uh, labor issues that do need to be addressed. And I think baseball is kind of dreading that. And um, I'm hopeful that baseball isn't going to make some unilateral changes that really do affect the game. Uh, after 2020, I, I guess we can get, can get into this a little bit more uh, in this podcast, but uh, for instance, I'm, I'm definitely not a fan of the runner being on second base to start an extra inning game. I, I think that that's just unnecessary. I don't, I don't get why that would even have to be a thing, even in this weird COVID year. Um, it seems like you're putting, uh, you know, teams in a position where uh, a team that may not, deserve to lose is going to be forced to deal with a runner that they didn't um, necessarily do anything to, to, to put there. And I, it just changes the fundamental nature of the game uh, in certain ways. So I do think this year is an aberration and that there are going to be some issues though that need to be addressed uh, going forward. So I was, I was hopeful that some things were going to kind of get worked out, but it doesn't seem like either side is in much of a position to negotiate at the moment. Well, not only that, too, but, like, I mean, obviously that's going to affect the ERA of pitchers that are brought in at a time like that. So, it, Well, they, they, they announced that it won't, though, Scott, because they said that that runner isn't going to be considered an earned run if a pitcher gives up a hit that would score that runner. Oh, well, then just don't give up a home run, and you're fine. You get an ERA zero <laughs> right. and a loss. Yeah, but who gets Right, right. Run? So you still, <laughs> give up the one, you still give up the one run with the home run yeah. way, right? So just – right. So let's right, say they yeah. two out, let's say they they get two outs and allow a single. The run comes home, and then it's they get not an earned run. Well, no, I understand yeah, that, but then who, what? Which pitcher would get charged for a loss? Someone has to. That 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 pitcher would get charged with a loss. Yep, that that's See, and that, that was just for giving up a single out of a whole inning. That seems kind right. Of but um, right. So yes. Yeah, well, or you do nothing. Like they bunt him over, hit a fly ball, and great job, you lost. Game's over. Nice pitching. Yep. Take the L. Yeah, there was an interesting article just today, and I forget <laughs> who wrote it off the top of my head, but it was, you know, the idea that bunting is definitely going to make kind of a comeback this year because of that rule in place. So, I mean, yeah, if you get a runner uh, already in scoring position to start the inning with nobody out, of course you're going to bump that runner to third base to give your team a chance to, you know, hit a fly ball within two batters. It just makes the, the odds are on your side to succeed and win a game that way. Yeah, I guess uh, to me, this seems like almost like an extension of the other rule that we're going to see this year still, I think. It, the uh, uh, If you bring in a pitcher, they got to finish the inning. Like, to me, that's ridiculous. It makes no sense. Like, I, they think that I, – I guess the reason why they do it is because they say that it's going to shorten the game. But I don't think that people care if the game is three hours or three hours and 10 minutes. It's not the length of the game that people are pissed off about. It's the pace of the game. Like the game is slow. I mean, at least compared to all the other major sports, it is. And I'm okay with that. Like, but there's a, a new younger generation that's like, go, go, go. Like, and they're, they're just not used to it and they're not embracing it the way maybe older generations do. So uh, that's an issue. I, I don't know. I hate the rule. Yeah, I do too. And you know, I don't, I, I don't go to games to like go home 10 minutes earlier. And if I did, I could leave. And I don't, I don't know what the rush is. I mean, if I'm going to 
take the time to go to a baseball stadium. I don't necessarily care if a game is two hours and 40 minutes or two hours and 45 minutes. It, it really doesn't matter. Um, and again, my hope is, my, sorry to interrupt uh, Vince, but uh, my hope is that maybe it's implemented just with this year in mind with thinking that they don't want to use up a lot of players that are on the roster because of the right. health issues. And, and not, not only that, but they don't want people there at the ballpark any longer than need be as far as the players for the same reasoning. Um, so, and, and without fans and attendance, you know, I, I don't see, you know, the, the, I, I'm right. just hoping that, that this is an experiment for this year. But the fact that yeah. before the entire pandemic started, they actually tried it out in parts of the minor leagues last year, um, you know, leads me to believe that's not necessarily the case that they're looking for it as a future staple. I don't like it at all. I want it completely gone, but if they're going to implement it at all, I would say, I may be somewhat open-minded to it if it was at like either the thirteenth or the fifteenth inning. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. But well, but 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 Craig, you hit it on the head. You, you, it's not it's not just a this year thing, and that's what bothers me so much. Is you're right. Like the commissioner's office is saying that it is you know it's a 2020 thing. But if that was the case, why why had you been trying it in the minor leagues for the past year or two seasons? And uh, same thing with a pitch clock between pitches. Like, I, you know, I'm just not in favor of uh, what I view as kind of a gimmicky appeal to millennials who are not going to necessarily change their opinion on boredom because uh, of these changes, which say, if like, I think I saw one study that said that on average, it saved like three minutes and 20 seconds a game or something. It, it's crazy. And I, I just don't get it. So if it's a safety thing, I guess, but to me, you're not really convincing me that it's safer for you to be on the field for an extra 20 minutes or not as safe to be on the field for an extra 20 minutes. You've already been on the field with these guys for, you know, two hours, three hours before this. So I, I don't, I don't buy that it's a safety thing. I know, you know, that's kind of what MLB is saying, but um, to me, the proof, the proof is in the fact that they have tried this in the minor leagues in years past. And I, baseball has always been, a game without a clock. And I think that's one of its best features. And uh, it's also been a game where you have to earn a victory. Like nobody goes home until a game is decided by a winner. And I think that you lose some of that when you put these, what I view as arbitrary, unnecessary rules in place. Yeah. And, and one other real quick thing that I'll throw out there that, that was almost in the agreement that didn't happen and therefore is not happening in 2020 and hopefully never is uh, the owners are trying to sneak in there and get uh, the pl players, you know, to agree to have advertisements on uniforms themselves. And uh, that would have been an abomination. I, I feel at, at some point and should, I mean, if you look at it inside any stadium um, that you go to like Miller park, all for all Brewer fans have been in Miller park everywhere. You look, there's ads everywhere. Um, and, and that's fine within the stadium and such. But when you come on, I mean, can you imagine like the classic Yankees pinstripes with advertisements all over them? Um, right. An example, right. it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, what are we, it's going to come into NASCAR now, like Brewers uniforms. I, I, I'm, I'm just against that. I'm sorry, but. Yeah, I know they do it in Japan and they do it in South Korea, but I, you know, there's been something that, uh, well, but again, though, Craig, let's, just to back up really quick, they've been, they started that this year, even before anything with COVID, it was uh, starting with the swoosh on the jerseys, all MLB jerseys this year were going to be Nike. And, you know, I think that it's fine when it's a brand that's been going on for a while, whether it was Russell or Majestic or whatever. Well, but I mean, that was the brand um, of the jerseys, this, one thing. 
but right, but it, no, but this is but this is but this is the first year that they were going to do that too. That swish on the jersey that was different because before um, you weren't allowed to have a anything on the front of the jersey like that. You never saw that with Rawlings. You saw um, a little tag in the back saying who made the shirt, but it wasn't on the front of the jersey like an advertisement. So that was uh, new this year already. So I I do fear that the commissioner's office is sort of like set all this up in a certain way and just made this part of the talk about COVID. Now I'm glad that it's not happening here in 2020 uh, as well, because I think it would have been rushed and it would have looked really hokey, but um, I do worry that this is the direction that the, the Manfred commissionership is going overall. I, I mean, baseball has gone through very few like drastic changes in the gameplay and then the amount of innings and what's going on in uniforms and all this stuff in like hundred plus years. And for all of a sudden, during this Rob Manfred era of commissioner, like all of a sudden all these things are going to be implemented. I like, I just think they're, they're drastically trying to appeal to uh, this, like you said, the millennial or zoomer generation or whatever the heck the, the, the younger kids that supposedly just don't like baseball, the, the, the game, they'll eventually learn to love the game, I think over time. And uh, you know, it's not like we should, the game needs to change just to appease them. I mean, where we come to, baseball version of the xfl at some point i think it's just ridiculous but anyway that's for a whole other yeah. podcast um no i i agree but i scott i did want to hear uh both your thoughts and i know you talked to our anonymous source tom carter about this as well what did he think um well yeah i talked to tom he was very wait, wait can tc still give us i thought <laughs> yeah. tc wasn't giving us information while he was like because i thought he was furloughed i thought he couldn't even give us inside sources anymore I think oh, he actually maybe got let go because he was giving us inside information. So let's not say his name. I think he was reapplying. But oh. um, we could go with Tom C. Just re- just remember that now. Yeah, let's go with Tom C. or T. Carter yeah. instead of Tom Carter. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, yeah, no, not sure why the Brewers. I don't know how. I don't know how. Um, with with all the uh, journalists that we have uh, covering uh, the Milwaukee Brewers, how they how they slipped through uh, saying that they were gonna pay everybody and then they furloughed all these people and didn't pay them after all so i don't know how they got away with that but you know um hopefully they get back soon now that we got baseball here but uh, i'm sorry what was the the question with with tom uh what did i ask what did our anonymous source tom carter tell you about his thoughts on the rule changes uh for this year um he thought it was all stupid he basically just said um do you remember when um everybody was up in arms um wow, I don't even know how long ago this was, but when they tried to put one of the Spider-Man movies on the bases, like they were advertising the Spider-Man movie on like the bases during the game, and people were like, what is, what's going on? Did baseball sell their soul? Like, this isn't right. There's no way we should do this. And now we have like Nike swooshes on the jerseys. Like in this world of like cancel everything and rip down everything, um, I, I don't know how Nike gets through unscathed, whether you like them or not. Like you still have to be like, uh, how do they still get by? But um, sure enough, they are. And yeah, now they're on the jerseys too. I don't know. I think it's dumb, but it's just overall, it's just a weird situation. I mean, it's just, it's just getting open up a can of worms at some point. I mean, uh, the, what if a player disagrees? Like, I don't, let's, I guess I'm not, like I said, it's on our podcast. What if, like, Keon Broxton's like, showed up one day and on his jersey in his locker, there's an Aunt Jemima lo- um, logo, and he's like, uh, not really want to wear this. Oh, it's too bad uh, you signed up for it or something. Anyway, I mean, obviously, it's a slippery slope and a whole bunch of crap. So, 
I was glad it's not happening this year and hopefully it could squash, but I wouldn't be surprised in 10 years that it, like it's commonplace because of Manfred. So whatever, hopefully it doesn't, it's not the case and the current group owners. Um, but uh, I guess let's talk a little bit actually Brewer baseball talk. If you guys don't mind um, the, each team had to submit like a, up their six, uh, I guess, maybe not everyone has been even connected as much as we are as far as what's going on, but every team gets a pool of 60 players that they get to um, pull players from this year. The today, unfortunate news happened that the minor league baseball season was officially canceled. So teams don't have that ability to pull up, you know, call up players from the minor leagues. Instead, each team will have a six, a pool of 60 players that they can uh, basically siphon from throughout the season. And also the rosters are going to be 30 man rosters to begin with. 15 days in the season, they will go down to 28-man rosters. And I think 29 days in the season, they will go down to 26-man or 26-man uh, rosters until the end of the 2020 season. And again, that's even up one roster spot from previously the 25-man rosters. So each team um, announced their pool of 60. The Brewers, for some reason, only announced 45 that are going to be reporting to summer camp at Miller Park. And I think the other 15, they're actually going to send prospects that they'll eventually be able to pull from actually up to Appleton, believe it or not. Uh, so they're kind of nearby here in Wisconsin to kind of train there at the single A affiliate in the Timber Rattlers. So um, when you guys saw the list of 45 players that are at some invited to summer camp, was there any surprises there for you or, or any comments overall on that list? Uh, no surprises uh, for me on, on the list. The only guy I thought might that might be on the 45-man list that was not was Corey Ray. I just think that the Brewers may have wanted with the expanded roster uh, potential to keep him kind of on that bubble. He had been in AAA. He had a bad year last year. So maybe it's not too surprising, but I thought that perhaps just because of the weirdness of this year that he might uh, be able to get some some big league experience. And he still could be if he's on the 60-man uh, roster, but um, he was the only surprise that I that I really had with that list. Yeah, and there's some rumors that he would be part of the 15 going to Appleton um, as, as their prospect siphon site or whatever. So I mean, it's possible he could still. Uh, but but yeah, I was kind of surprised it's the same that that he'd maybe make that list. But um, I think I think that as part of the, if I'm not mistaken, as part of the 30 man roster, MLB I think is requiring. Uh, teams that carry at least three catchers um but uh i could be mistaken on that but i think i read that so that's kind of interesting and, and there were four catchers listed on the 45 um the brewers released that list um, so, so our intern didn't put it in front of me it was it it's uh it's going to be pina and narvaez and nottingham and freitas is that our four that are listed right now yes it is that's correct okay i'll fire that intern sorry vince should have gone out. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah that's uh, As far as for me, um, I guess <laughs> the only surprise I thought was Shelby Miller uh, being <laughs> one of the pitchers. I was just like, what? Shelby Miller? Oh, I forgot. I'm not even... surprised at all. If I, Craig I, doesn't like him, you know he's going to be added. Yeah. No, it, and not only that, but um, I know some people will say that, it, yeah, okay, sure, the list is done alphabetically, but I think it was symbolically done that Brett Anderson was listed number one overall. Um, I think, <laughs> obviously, had some extra significance to it. Um, but no, Shelby, Shelby Miller hasn't shown me anything yet. I mean, obviously, I haven't seen him pitch in a year and a half, so, um, but, uh, or at least a year, I don't know. 
but uh, I, I don't know. So hopefully he's he's capable of doing one thing. He burned me in fantasy a couple years ago, so now I hate him. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. If I, 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 the I Cardinals will... wasn't enough. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say uh, the biggest – one of the surprises, um, well, I was kind of surprised Logan Morrison. I know he had a big spring for us, but was talking like if he didn't make the 25, he's going to, you know, jet from the team. I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of him at this point of his career, but he's on the list. Uh, the person on the flip side of that, the person I'm kind of, or player I'm kind of excited that made the list is actually Drew Rasmussen. Which yeah. Is a, <laughs> he's a, he can throw almost 100 miles an hour and he's likely ticketed for a bullpen arm. Um, and, uh, again, he was kind of a highly touted guy coming out of school that we got him, I think, in the fourth round because he just was coming off Tommy John surgery. And he was kind of a, more of a first-round back and first-round talent, I thought. And and he's been making some good progress in my leagues. Um, so, he's I, I believe he's 25 this season. So, he's really, you know, he hasn't had enough because of the injury that much minor league track record to probably even get a call in a normal season. But because he's that that age and that I think he has the talent and the ability to be a contributor. I, I would love to see what he can do given some opportunity here at the major league baseball. He, he, yeah. He's, he's actually 24 uh, this year and he had, he had a great year last year, a 3.15 ERA uh, in the minors. And he, I think he ended the year double A last year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it struck out more than a guy in inning, I know. So, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of excited for him. I thought that he'd be groomed to be a member of the rotation. But I think the Brewers, it, it's pretty clear that the Brewers' uh, current um, front office kind of values bullpen arms almost equally, if not more so, than starting pitchers. Obviously, that's made clear when they're signing guys like Brian Anderson, obviously. But, um, you know, I think they just want their starters to get through five clean innings and turn it over to, like, a really lockdown bullpen. And so he kind of fits that mold as far as what they're grooming. Um, and even a guy like Brent Suter, who was a member of rotation for, you know, the early part of his career is now pretty much – been switched over to a lefty out of the bullpen now and uh, his versatility you know is obviously really helpful in that role too so um i don't know i'm definitely excited for this season um the one one thing we should probably scott how much time we have left uh, like three minutes okay well we don't have time we'll say this on the next podcast but really Ooh, cliffhanger. Uh, we, one thing that the brewers will have for the first time in their well it won't be in their history and since they, they switched over from the al uh, is they'll have the DH back as an option. I think this will really help out a player like Ryan Braun to get more at-bats, and it really solves that depth issue that was created when we signed Avisal Garcia. So that's kind of exciting as last year in his contract, Ryan Braun should get some you know quality at-bats and be able to stay healthy on that DH spot. But we'll talk about more guys that could fill that that role and all that stuff on our next podcast as well as some more updates from summer camp or whatever they're calling it here that's actually happening in town uh, in my hometown and where I'm living here in Milwaukee. So pretty exciting. Um, yep. I just picture them no, all having like, a campfire, like on the pitcher's mound after every night or something, just <laughs> making s'mores. <laughs> all the rookies are having yeah. fights. All for sure. Yeah, for sure. Although um, <laughs> I also pictured when you were talking about advertisements before I was picturing like Denny's being written across home plate and being like, all right, that you know that strikeout was brought to you by Denny's uh, there at home plate with the Grand Slam breakfast. You know, <laughs> why not? 
For all, you, uh, all you companies out there looking for a marketing person, Scott is available uh, to be employed. So go ahead and ask for his resume. Is, anyway, yeah. The state of Nevada would appreciate that, actually. Yeah, Absolutely. if anyone asks from the state of Nevada, I'm diligently looking. <laughs> hey, Scott, do you, uh, really quick before we wrap up here, do you want to give our uh, information for folks who want to contact us? Um, yep. Twitter at Brew Crew Review 1. Uh, that's really the best way to do it. Facebook, we'll check it, I don't know, once a month. I wouldn't even bother. Um, otherwise, yeah, you obviously found this podcast. Uh, hopefully give us a five-star review. And um, if possible, turn your friends onto it, friends and family, and why not? I mean, obviously, like, numbers are kind of down across the board. Um, not everybody has had sports on the radar, but now it's time to go, and uh, you're going to need that information. And um, this is probably one of the better places to get it, believe it or not. Awesome. Yeah, and we're, ho we're hoping our colleague, Tom Modricourt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would lean this way. I might have a bias, but. Is that I guy still employed? Right. I wasn't aware of that. Well, that's surprising. Yeah, maybe he got furloughed. Who knows? Anyway. All right. Well, anyway, that pretty much wraps it up. Very exciting. Excited for the baseball come up here in just a couple of weeks. Hopefully, everyone, all the Brewer fans up there, enjoy their Fourth of July and and look forward to some more baseball and Brewer talk going forward here. As we're excited, hopefully, and again, wishing everyone uh, out there the best of health and especially the ball players, so that we can actually get a season under underway. But uh, to you and your yeah. family, stay healthy, stay classy, and stay West Alaka. That's right, guys. Go Brewers! Happy Independence Day, everybody. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, Scotty. Thanks, Craigers. Thanks, Tom Carter. Yeah, Peace. thanks, Tom. Peace. 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 All right, go Brewers. Go Brewers. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. What? Is it recording? Oh. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs>